0: Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Wednesday. Uh, we're worried about road safety, especially given that uh, the boy races are taking over Christchurch. Um, Tim Dow is worried about the environment generally, but before any of that, uh, we don't have to worry about the CGT anymore because it's off. So obviously you saw nothing to
1: convince you out of the tax working group report.
2: Well, it's a very good report. It's very comprehensive on a lot of areas. But on this one, we were interested in the debate around the country and the consultation, so to speak, since the 21st of February. But when it all added up, the conditions in which it's been imposed, that's capital gains tax overseas, to deal, to deal with certain aspects that were a worry here, all of those aspects are a worry internationally as well. So in my view and our view, we saw nothing with all this debate and after all the reports and, everything, other, and every other controversy to say that it would work in our country, and so we didn't change our mind, no.
1: Prime Minister today said, look, she was pragmatic, said there was no consensus. Uh, New Zealand First obviously not going there. How did that go down with the Prime Minister? How did it go down with the government?
2: Well, you know, we are the government.
1: Yes, of course, but how did it go down with Labour? Um, well, you
2: know... you're as I've said, it's a bit like the Rolling Stone song, you can't always get what you want. And it's a, a government where you have to work together on the things that you can get compromise and agreement on, and some things you just have to give up and um, perhaps wait for some time in the future, depending on what your party's doing. But at the moment, it, uh, it was a very, very sound and responsible discussion, I can say. Uh, these things, though, always are open to the, to the last moment for people to change their mind, but uh, by... One o'clock today, we knew that um, what the Prime Minister was going to say would be where we want to be.
0: You know how Winston said it was a very good report? Do you really think that it was fun to read that report? I think that's the kind of thing that I would have pretended to read and then just asked somebody who looks like they know what they're doing, what they thought of it, and then agreed with them about it. Um, anyway, uh, what did Marcus make of it all? I
1: suppose what it will mean, it means that Jacinda Ardern's government will be a two-term one. But it also means that they won't have any great bit of legislation they've passed. This might be the nature of MMP, but we wonder now what they will do as a government. There's not going to be a fairer tax system, then what is there going to be? Kiwi build well that's kind of bumbling along, that might come, right? But I think we used to like Labour governments that did bold things, and I wonder where the boldness is going to come from now. That's got me slightly worried.
0: I don't think we're into boldness these days, are we? I think we've, we just like to keep our heads down and get to work, don't we? Uh, I tell you what, one thing we're not really a fan of is boy races, I don't think. Anyway, it, it, look, they seem determined to run riot in Christchurch for some reason. So
1: apparently they're going to do it this Easter as well. And they've been talking to the authorities. The authorities have been talking to them. And they've said, you know, the avenues, normally you start doing your burnouts and your drag races down Christchurch's famous avenues. Do you think it might actually be a good idea not to do it down Dean's Ave, which on March the 15th was the venue of a terrible terrorist massacre? Do you think, you know, it might be a little bit disrespectful to be doing drag races straight the way down Dean's Ave? And the organizers have come back and said, yeah, you're quite right. Uh, Yeah, we won't do that. And I think they're actually talking about now taking the the event out of the avenues completely. And indeed, in the social media conversation and chatter we've had uh, since, they have said, "Okay, boys and girls, when you come to Christchurch for the avenues in Easter, be prepared, have a full tank and be prepared to possibly go out of town. Now, last December, we had, what was it, 250 boy racers descending on Christchurch and doing their drag races up and down public streets. Uh, The whole town stunk of tire smoke. You could see it all over the place. And I'm sitting here going, the arrogance of these children, these boy racers, boy being the operative word, thinking that they can take over a major urban area to, to flaunt their cars, to drive recklessly and dangerously. I just cannot believe it. And now the authorities are talking to them. Can we not ban them? Can we not stop them? This is this, you know, this same week we are stopping because of events that happened on March the 15th, Anzac Day parades, and yet we cannot stop some boy racers taking over Christchurch and slamming their cars up and down the streets. God help them if they kill or injured anybody. Are you just as... I never knew about this until today. I am just flabbergasted. Call me an old fogey, but, you know. Can we ban them? Can you tell me why, if if you are a boy racer, why you should have the right to do this?
0: Uh, Kerry was uh, quite worried about uh, road safety as well. I guess, you know, when you head into a long weekend... It is top of mind. I read
3: an example of how a moment's inattention can change a life, and that was the story of Naomi Jeffries. This young woman was heading to the gym. She opened the rear door of her car, which was parked on the side of the road to get her bag. A young man came around the corner and ploughed straight into the back of her car and her. He didn't see her. He didn't see the car. He wasn't drunk. He wasn't drugged. He just had a moment's inattention and ploughed into her and her car as a result naomi was in a coma for eight days while she was in that induced coma she underwent surgery seven times lung surgery for a collapsed lung rods inserted into a broken upper left leg broken upper left arm shattered left elbow reconstruction wired together she had other wounds debrided and irrigated plastic surgery Nerve damage to her left arm that resulted in a loss of motor function and paralysis. She underwent numerous operations to try and reconstruct her shattered left ankle. Ultimately that proved unsuccessful and after some months she was admitted to hospital and had her left foot amputated. She's waiting to receive more operations on her knees as well as more plastic surgery. That's one accident. One non-fatal accident that merited just a couple of stories, a couple of paragraphs, in the local newspapers. No big deal. Except it is. Her life and the life of her family and her friends has changed irrevocably. The total cost of motor vehicle injury crashes in 2017 was estimated at $4.8 billion in June 2018 prices. That is a huge cost. To all of us it is absolutely unacceptable and no we're not going to ban cars off the road obviously but the sooner we make changes to our vehicles we've talked about them before bringing in the technology to protect us from ourselves and one another the sooner we make changes to our roads except that there are going to be people driving in the future don't pretend that it's all going to be bike lanes from Kaitaia to Bluff Except that some of our roads are complete and utter goat tracks and need to be brought into the 21st century. And the sooner we change our attitudes on our roads, the better off we'll all be.
0: I still don't understand why cars can drive faster than the speed limit. That's
3: that's one thing that confuses
0: me with modern technology. Anyway, uh, we're going to finish up uh, with uh, Tim Dow, who's found some plastic up the top of mountains, apparently. But this stuff is everywhere now.
4: And it doesn't decompose or if it is gonna break down, it takes hundreds of years, it's absolutely everywhere. It comes from us, you know, dropping a bit of plastic here or there or just lazily dumping it even little bits and pieces, eventually breaking into smaller and smaller pieces, getting down to the size of a grain of sand so while you don't see it, it doesn't belong in the environment it is still plastic, it is man-made it comes from oil and other chemicals and some of it is floating around in the ocean here's a marine biologist it's a tragedy that's unfolding in the ocean every day unfortunately and a lot of it out of sight, out of mind uh, but it happens that marine life can't just dis- discriminate often between plastic trash uh, and the food items that they want to eat now what really bugs me about this is we we all say oh isn't it sad when a dead whale washes up with a gut full of plastic we are still going through mountains of plastic the longer we go on using this stuff the more of it one way or another ends up in the ocean or at the top of the pyrenees we need to demand that business does not supply us with stuff in plastic
0: yep it's one of the reasons why I drink bourbon. It comes in glass bottles. May have missed the point of Tim's comment there. Um, that was uh, news flip talks there being uh, for Thursday for the week, because of course it's it's all it's all Easter, isn't it, for the next four days? Uh, which means uh, the weekend edition will be a long weekend edition, and it won't happen until Tuesday. I'll see you then.